This is the EHS Welcome Back podcast. In this podcast series, we'll be talking about different topics in the hope that it will support and help you prepare for the upcoming week. This is why the podcast is broadcasted for the most part in the beginning of every single work week. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, guys, welcome to episode number five. Uh, I know we've been taking a little bit of a break the past several weeks, uh, and we're back now and uh, trying to continue in the weekly cadence of this EHS Welcome Back and uh, starting to get additional guests and other really um, highlight or key point topics uh, on the uh, EHS podcast itself. But uh, in our episode today, uh, we're going to be talking about easy way instead of the correct or the right way. Um, this is really the basic fundamentals, right? When it comes to human being, typically, unfortunately, usually choose the easy way rather than the right way. Because often the right way is complicated or often the right way is hidden with so many different distractions that make it, make it seem like it's not the right way. And this is why uh, a lot of different components when it comes to making the right decision is really key, right? Including getting the right uh, perspective, getting the right experts and individuals involved. But, um, I mean, this is such a big topic um, that we could talk about the simple things like, hey, uh, I'm going to use a ladder. This is the right way of using a ladder. I'm going to make sure that the work is right in front of me. I want to make sure that I'm not uh, tilting to the right, to the left, uh, changing the uh, center of gravity, right, the belt buckle rule, all the way to um, making very complex decisions like, um, well, we're facing with... Uh, rebuilding of a facility and we want to make sure that the facility is protecting the people that are you know coming to work there every single day uh, I mean obviously in the construction side is for the folks that are building that come to work during the time of construction every single day and um, then after that is uh, thinking of the end user of protecting it uh, from additional hazard in the future. And a lot of times when it comes to this complex decision, obviously it's not just talking about the, okay, yeah, I just need to do the right thing when it comes to using a ladder, right? There is a lot more, um, a lot more items, uh, including the cost of doing the right thing. And um, and this is kind of a little bit of a touchy subject because often if it's not being broken down well enough, the right way could seem to be very cumbersome, costly, and sometimes can be seen as inefficient. But it's all about the way we could properly package. And sometimes it takes a certain ingenuity to uh, to think outside of the box. But for the sake of this toolbox, this I mean this toolbox uh, or this um, 
weekly preparatory best practice, so to speak. Um, we're just going to talk the talk about the simplicity of day to day activity and making sure that uh, your workers and yourself uh, is focusing on doing the right thing, doing things the right way, rather than you know what, um, I want to do it as soon as possible, as efficiently as possible. And if there's a certain safety protocol or certain procedures that is set in place that is creating additional time for me to complete, um, and it, you know, I've done it before and I'm just going to do it the simple, easy way and bypass all of those additional, you know, I guess some people call it fluff, right? Um so this is about uh, helping uh, and getting, you know, yourself, uh, your workers um, readjust as they're coming back to work um, and making sure that their uh, their head is in the game and choosing the right way rather than the easy way. And um, again, a lot of this big part is just uh, knowledge and and planning. So really, there's many reasons to why uh, incident occurs, right? Um, for example, you know, things related to that, things that are result in like property damage or property loss or injuries at your workplace. And, um, and more often than not, it's because of multiple failures and safeguarding. Uh, that are not put in place and and also uh, poor planning, right? The safeguard is again tied into the uh, to making the right decision when it comes to getting the right equipment, getting the right setup, getting the right build, and then uh, of course the planning is uh, a big component, right? There is a really important piece here if you don't plan your activity you don't plan your work it doesn't matter what industry you're in um, you're inherently increasing the risk of a potential incident whether it's injury whether it's um, property damage traffic collision you name it right that's why uh, planning is a really critical component in addition to of course uh, safeguarding and and making sure that all of this is encompassing in the right way of doing things and not just bypassing or taking the easy route. A major reason uh, there's a failure in safeguard um, it's that are supposed to protect employees is um, because the often, unfortunately, that mindset of, um, like I've uh, been mentioning a, f- a few times here, that I'm going to do it as simple as possible, as quick as possible, and I believe that the risk is low enough. Uh, in reality, you know, obviously a lot of these protocols have been set in place to make sure there is a, uh, a safeguard to protect the employees. Now, I do want to talk about the uh, other uh, component to this um, you know of course the workers and the employees need to always follow the protocols and focusing on doing it the right way not the easy way um, but the flip side of the coin is 
for management, for EHS managers, directors, leaders, folks that are uh, in charge of setting up this protocol, right? Um, let's make sure uh, you as a leader and uh, in, in creating these protocols and, and set up procedures, make sure you do your real part of due diligence, meaning that do the research in terms of what are the regulatory setup that needs to happen. Do the proper calculation, right? The engineering method, procedure, uh, calculations. And also really, really important here, equally as important, make sure you uh, take and get the opinion of the end user. Uh, and that good could that needs to... Uh, for the most part, needs to be done in, in, in two or, I mean, sorry, three different ways. One is direct question to the employees of here's the task, here's the potential challenge. How have, uh, what do you think is the best way to do it? And maybe some of the folks that have been doing it for a while could provide certain input that, that you know, only firsthand experience will will get right so make sure you directly ask what is the best way to do it uh it doesn't mean that you need to do it exactly the way they say it but make sure you get that input make sure you get the uh input of the supervisors right the the folks that are overseeing multiple workers that are executing the task that you're trying to create a best in class procedure and the third part of this is making sure that you take the time and observe Right. Um, you just because you're getting the feedback from the supervisor, from the workers, uh, it does not mean that you could bypass the important part of um, verifying. Right. Uh, it's okay to trust, but it's very important to verify. At the end of the day, um, if these procedures that you set in place is not properly protecting the workers, even though they're choosing the right way, which is doing and following the exact protocols or procedures that has been set uh, and trained, right? Uh, you can't just set a protocol. You need to also train them and properly roll them out. Um, if they're doing what they're supposed to and they still... Uh, you know, end up getting hurt or incidents still occur, that's going to fall on you, right? As the person who are leading the EHS, as the person who's leading the effort of setting up the right procedure. Um, that's why um, the last component of creating that procedure is beta test. Um, you know, it's, it's good to take a few pool of uh, workforce and let them try to use the new method uh, before you roll everything out. Just like in tech industry or in any industry, actually, as, as a matter of fact, right? They always create a beta test and they test out the new software and see what are the bugs, what are the issues, and then um, uh, create ways to fix that before sending it out to sending it out to the mass. Um, this also really help on cost control, right? Um, there is a, a big cost when it comes to rolling out a new procedure because that includes training, that includes creating of creating the training, 
uh, and also not to mention potential additional equipment, material, and PPEs, you name it, that needs to be added in addition to what it has been done before because it is a new procedure. Um, there's always a big cost impact and there's always a time impact uh, and a lot of time in our workforce, in our you know work environment, time equals money. Um, so yeah, I had to mention about those two components uh, when it comes to creating the um, this uh, proper way of uh, you know making sure the workers are properly protected uh, when it comes to choosing the right way, um, not just the easy way. So going back to basic again, uh, and uh, you know individual type of work. Uh, process or day-to-day activity. Uh, I want to go towards the reasons behind doing tasks the easy way. Right? These are the, the common things, right? The, the the there are many reasons and really excuses um, to individuals that they will do the things the easy way rather than the right way, and uh, these are really some of the common reasons one is um, management doesn't does not enforce the rules or has unrealistic expectations this is why again by making sure you get the proper input creating uh, on creating the procedure uh, you'll minimize the the gap between the management and the workforce um other reasons would be like there is not enough time to do the task the right way. Um, I have done, well, this is very, this is very common, right? Uh, um, especially folks that's been doing it for many, many years. And I know it's been more uh, of a challenge in the past. I think it's a little bit easier these days because there's um, a little bit of a shift in their mindset and the culture of safety. But uh, I've heard this for you know so many times throughout the years, and it's essentially I have done this way for many years, and nothing bad has ever happened, right? Oh, it it's it's so simple to even answer that sometimes. Just you know, nothing bad has ever happened to you yet, right? Uh, and and it's just one of those things. Uh, and it ties in with one of the topics that we kind of touched base before in uh, our first EHS Welcome Back, actually, right? And the topic of complacency. Um, next one will be I do not have the energy to do the task the way you want it to be done. Um, again, that's why I mentioned the criticality of creating the right procedure with the right input. Um, and test it before full-on launch the new procedure or protocol is because of these uh, potential questions, right? Um, and it's valid um, with maybe the exception of um, the one that I said, like, you've done it, I've done it many years and nothing has happened, right? For everything else, you know, the time, the unrealistic expectations, uh, the energy, of doing the task a certain way, um, these items could be uh, resolved or absolved by by creating the appropriate 
procedure for any task. And I know it's easier said than done, and it takes a lot of effort, a lot of energy to create the right procedure because there's research uh, development side of things that takes time. But, you know, just keep this mindset behind whenever you come across this situation. Um, do you want to set a procedure or a protocol that is effective, that is usable, that is truly will protect people at the end of the day? Or do you want to just set a protocol because, um, yeah, there's this set of regulation and this is something that we have to do? Because um, at the end of the day, keep in mind, if you just follow the regulations and set things to a level that is unrealistic, the workers will not do it. It you know they they do have responsibility to complete the work uh and there are so many different entities that are pushing them in so many different ways i mean yeah there's a part that you need to have a good alignment with the other leaders other management but at the same time you know uh the alignment should be more on how we could set the right expectation and procedure that will come to the right uh set of goals uh you know, overall goals, right? The safety goal, the production goal, the quality goals. Um, you know, these are not easy. Again, the, these will take time for the research, for the development, for the training, for the rollout. But if you do it uh, and you really take a big effort and and focusing on that um, end user and the research development um, and create a good coordination and uh, a trackable schedule right a trackable and um, an accountable uh, overall schedule um, and and stick to it uh, it will be done it just gonna will it, it will it will take time but it will give you the product that will yield the result that you're looking for right and I'm not talking about you as an individual yes of course that too but um, it's as an overall organization, right? It's about getting the right uh, mindset, the right approach on creating these procedure with the end user in mind. Um, so again, bringing it back to the fundamentals again on a day-to-day -day activity, um, question would be like why we should do tasks the right way every time. At the end of the day, there are many reasons why, you know, people, why we shouldn't do our best to do every task the right way every single time. And there, again, this is thinking of uh, as a worker, right, and the, and the mindset of a worker. Um, the main reason we should do uh, we should do so is to keep both ourselves and our fellow coworkers safe from being injured on the job. Another reason why we should do every task the right way is because working safely is obviously good for business, right? Um, keeping people healthy on the job is not only good for the individual workers, but it also helps, um, you know, the overall business um, to thrive uh, by avoiding unnecessary, unnecessary costs uh, resulting from injuries, Um and when the business does well, at the end of the day, um, 
everyone benefits in in one way or another um as as the fact that the business is doing well so really in summary um you know on a day-to-day basis uh it should not be a surprise that a, a contributing factor of workplace injuries and incidents uh can be attributed in some way um to doing one part of a task or or even a whole series of a part of a larger work task uh, on doing things the easy way instead of the right way. Uh, this can manifest itself in a variety of ways, but regardless, cutting, cutting corners uh, with, will, will lead to exposure to more risk than, than what's necessary. Uh, make sure you, as a worker, uh, and as you're talking to your workers, remind them to always evaluate the tasks uh, that you do at work and really ask yourself if you are doing them the easy way instead of the right way. And, um, of course, um, make sure you encourage your workforce uh, and your colleagues uh, to bring up any concerns when it comes to, you know, uh, safety. Um, and this includes um, incorrect procedural setup. Uh, so when a certain procedure is set incorrectly, if it's not being brought up to light, then guess what? It's going to be there and it's going to have that potential risk of somebody bypassing it because, again, it might be too cumbersome. It might take too much time. Um, you know, this is, this, is, this is your guys' moment. This is everybody's responsibility to bring up an inefficiency, right? Uh, and I'm not talking about inefficiency in terms of production. Yes, that too, because that's always somewhat the driving force in a lot of different uh, areas of work. But uh, it's really, at the end of the day, it's the inefficiency of uh, safety, right? Um, all this comes down, it all boils down to the uh, the, the safety efficiency, right? Um, so keep that in mind and make sure that every workers on site or at your facility does not um, does not feel um, pressured when uh, when certain things are happening and certain things are not done the right way. They're pressured to keep going instead of bringing uh, bringing those those items uh, to the attention of the right individuals. And uh, for the workers, I mean, keep in mind, um, you will yield a better result if you're bringing up these points in a way that is um, constructive. And you as the end user uh, that's doing it on a day-to-day basis, you have the greatest uh, opportunity to uh, make the suggestion uh, in a way that will help you become a safer worker, 
making sure that you make it home to your loved ones every single day, but also increase the right effectivity so you're not doing tasks that does not make any sense. So when you're bringing up these items to the right individuals, your supervisor or whatnot, um, bring a suggestion, right? Uh, Think it through a little bit too of what are the potential solutions. That's going to help a lot for management and more important most importantly it will help you to yield to see the result that you're looking for okay well uh that's all the time that i got today for this uh episode number five on the ehs welcome back podcast uh i hope you guys have a safe week and i will see you on the next episode take care